0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Library Scoop, the official podcast for the Niles Main District Library. I'm Jabez Patterson, and I'm here with my good colleague, Victoria. Victoria has served over 20 years here at the library, and she is the technical service supervisor. She's here to share her stories and perspective of how the library has changed over time. Without further ado, let's welcome Victoria to the Library Scoop. Hey, how's it going? Things are going well. Good. Good. I'm glad you're here and uh, glad to spend some time with you.
1: Glad to do it.
0: Absolutely. So let's start uh, with the beginning. Um, I want to know. Way back when. Way back when. uh, Describe a time to us when you decided you wanted to work in a public library.
1: Okay. Well, um, Niles became my home library in 1985 after I moved uh, out of the city with my family. After college, my first job was working at a publishing company in Park Ridge. Mm -hmm. I left there when my oldest son was born, and moving forward, I became a single parent, moved back to Niles, and needed a job close to home with some flexibility. Having a lifelong um, love of libraries, I decided that my home library would be the perfect place to be, and that was over 25 years ago. That's fantastic.
0: And you love us so much you stayed.
1: I stayed and I stayed.
0: <laughs> well, we're glad um, to have you and I'm glad that you stay, you're you here. Um, now, we get this question a lot here in uh, digital services. Now, can you explain to us, like, what does technical service department do? Sure.
1: Um, the magical land of technical services, <laughs> of which I am the sovereign queen. Okay, let's start at the beginning. So, all of the material that um, is purchased for the library has to come through Tech Services. Mm -hmm. We have an acquisition team that orders and receives and invoices all material that's chosen by the selectors. cataloger, and that was my position before Head of Technical Services, classify where in the library the material goes, and catalog, put all the bibliographic information into an online catalog. For instance, Take a Blu-ray of a feature film, like Green Book. Mm -hmm. A cataloger would enter all the information about um, the item, the details about the physical aspects of it, like whether it's a color or it's a Blu-ray, so all the coding goes into there. And then all of the information, so like anybody who had a hand in the film, actors, Mm -hmm. directors, Mm -hmm. so public can access that. So if they wanted to look up a film by Viggo Mortensen, they could right. put his name in, and they would get the green book as a hit. Right. Tech also processes all of the items, covers, labels, etc. puts the item records in to link to the bib records, and is responsible for repairing and withdrawing materials. Mm-hmm. Tech also maintains all of the magazines and newspapers in the library. We add and withdraw equally about three thousand items each month, and we catalog in over twenty languages. And as you're in the digital services department, I have cataloged um, all of the digital services equipment that we use in-house, and that goes out to patrons.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So you're just saying, like, everything that we either purchase or donate, it's either just, like, collected, sorted properly, and just distribute towards different departments, and then just just as an easier way to us to track where everything is, right?
1: Correct. So you take um so it's about access. Right. Is basically what we're doing. So mm-hmm. we get the materials in, we wanna make sure we've accounted for the money that's been spent. So right. we wanna make sure the item actually gets in house and then we want patrons to be able to access it in many different ways. Well that's great. So pretty much like the core background the back I like like to think that. We are the backbone (laughs) of the library. The quiet, unsung backbone.
0: Absolutely. And then when people hear this episode, they're like, no, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) So um, another question I have for you is like, what gives you the greatest joy of working here at the library?
1: Huh. Well, um, it's... Something like having an idea about a program, materials, or display, um, collaborating with my colleagues to bring the idea to fruition and see how it positively affects patron and staff is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, walking through with the Blu ray DVD section on the second floor, and I think, wow, you know, I cataloged all of these materials. Right. And there's an inherent opportunity here too to use a variety of skill sets to be part of diverse experiences. But I think the biggest thing is a passion and belief in the work the library does, and getting to be part of that, and to be part of a you know giving back to the community.
0: Perfect role to describe Victoria, honestly. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, as many of the listeners may or may not know, uh, Victoria is a the chair of the Arts and Display Committee and also a co-chair of the Fandom Fest, uh, which usually happens within the fall. I don't, we will know the
1: date uh, to a later notice. For uh, Fandom Fest? Yes. August ooh, 17th, I think. All
0: right. well so po- stay tuned stay for tuned. Stay tuned for more details. Um, so what's your favorite display you have ever done? And also, what's your favorite uh, pop culture
1: icon? Okay. Well, being the head of the Art and Display Committee and the co-chair, um, uh, F- Fandom Fest are pretty re- recent additions to my repertoire, mm-hmm. considering I've been here a long time. The art display has only been like three years, and Fandom Fest, this will be our second one. Our first one was in 2017. Right. Um, so, before the t- these two things, going back to 2010, I chaired a month-long Beatles art show mm-hmm. celebration, and I love bringing an outside passion into my work in a meaningful way. Right. I'm also super proud of the current exhibit that's in the Franklin Gallery for the 60th anniversary because it's about our library. Another couple fra- favorites were the Niles Art Stop bench pieces and photos by Marina Samovsky and the Damon Silo photos by Dr. Cranston Those were spectacular. They were photos of uh, graffiti on the defunct Damon Silo's and how he captured those images and what they mean and what they meant to different people. It was really exciting. As far as a pulp, pop culture. Um, pop culture icon, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is my favorite person on this earth, no doubt. And so that's is silently
0: clapping, Silent clap.
1: And funny you should mention pop culture on the night that I'm going to see Avengers Endgame. I'm a total Marvel nerd and I'm excited and I'm bringing tissues. And I'm also super psyched for the final season of Game of Thrones.
0: Also, a nice, silent <laughs> clap. It would be louder, but... <laughs> right, right, right. That's fantastic. Um, just one super quick question. Uh, favorite superhero from the Marvel series?
1: Wow. Um, I think who I... Maybe I identify most with is Doctor Strange. Okay. I really... I can see that. I really like him and his journey. I can see that. So... And I, he's super cool. cool. And my, <laughs> and my, if I could have a power, it would be to levitate or fly. And so, absolutely. So, him, Vision, and Scarlet Witch. Yes. And for a character who I really like is um, Iron Man, Tony Stark. Of
0: course. He's he's sassy. Very sassy <laughs> and very uh, char- char-
1: charismatic. Charismatic, yes. Yeah can never say that word Save he my sure life <laughs> and of all the Marvel cinematic universe my absolute favorite is not a hero it's a villain and it's Loki ooh <laughs> okay so maybe that says something about me I don't know
0: I don't know but hey I, I, this is, that's new for me so I'm glad you you were able to share that um, okay. so we have to definitely talk soon about uh, in-game soon yes not going to see it this upcoming weekend but I will see it soon
1: yeah, I got tickets the day they went on sale to make sure um, myself and uh, my son and my husband were there tonight.
0: Excellent, good. All right, uh, you spoke about this um, earlier when it comes to the display um, here at the library. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary, um, which is a really uh, great accomplishment. And um, what your in your opinion, what makes the library so successful?
1: Um. Let's see. I think hands down, the people on our staff that we work with is what makes um, our library successful. I'm continually impressed with the passion and dedication I see day after day. I think when things are at their very best, it's when people are bringing their individual strengths to the table and working together to bring great things to the public we serve. Whether it's a program by Digital Services on 3D printing or durable paper craft that Bernadetta is doing, Mm -hmm. uh, senior coffee hour, summer reading, the tech staff killing it, getting materials into the hands of our patron, or like the tireless work of maintenance, IT, and patron services, or admin providing us with the opportunity to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's all of us pouring our passion into what we do that makes this place beyond successful. I absolutely agree.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, this is a team, past and present and current that we're just very passionate of what each department believes in or strives to be, it,
1: it all clicks and works. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's the magic.
0: It's always the magic. Um, you also mentioned this earlier in your pre- the previous question about the third floor and the display. Now um, talk to me about some of the changes and some personal stories about the library.
1: Um, let's see, some things about the changes in the library. One of the things, Um, about the old building before the first big renovation. Mm -hmm. There used to be a shower in the outreach department. What? (laughs) (laughs) To my knowledge, it was never used, but it was indeed there. I don't know why. And um, so another funny thing is, like, I have a spatial deficiency. I can't look at, like, our current building and imagine, like, what was there before. But Mm -hmm. in my mind's eye, I can see everything. Yeah and each incarnation and what it looked like. Right. Um, tech is where the old large meeting room used to be, and that's why there's the vaulted ceilings and the exposed beams. Mm-hmm. And in the old large meeting room, uh, back in the day when it was unused, I would go in there and practice karate to, on my breaks. No way. <laughs> that's awesome. I did. And then another thing was there uh, used to be a doorway between kids space and where the 3D printer is located right now in the commons. Mm-hmm. And after the most recent renovation, they close off that doorway. And mm-hmm. it took me like months to stop walking into the corner <laughs> and just being stuck there and having to backtrack and go out. And then another interesting thing about um, the library space, um, I have a staff member who works part of the time in a closet.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a nice closet. I bet. Our disc cleaning machine, um, is really loud when it's operating, and it got displaced from outreach when digital services moved in there. Mm-hmm. So we had to find a place to put it that wouldn't be disruptive. So we had, um, there was a closet that didn't have any utilization, and so there, S- squeeze it in there, it goes. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Now I'm thinking it's like a shower at the library.
1: I mean, eh. it, it was just like, in the department yeah and it was a shower head coming out of the wall and yeah and i i agree with you
0: as well it's just like when i when you go to the third floor it's just like you see all the renovations and changes and you're trying to think to yourself like how did the library make all these drastic changes like super quickly or with a long uh, time span so it's it's kind of cool and neat just to see the changes and the growth
1: yeah there time there there has been a, a a lot of that and you know when you're going through it it doesn't feel quick at right. all. Right. no but like for moving from this building into the temporary building on Caldwell and back mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of adjusting and a lot of you know working through the dust and getting our patrons through that but I think you know the staff being flexible um, really really helped to guide everyone through that
0: right all right and then one final question about the whole celebrating the library is just like, do you have like a favorite memory or moment here? Um, I have a bunch
1: of <laughs> memories, <laughs> I have over twenty-five years worth of memories, um, but a few that really stand out was when I mentioned before was the month-long Beatles celebration that we did. Um, mm-hmm. It was MC'd by my really close friend and XRT legend uh, Terry Hemmert. Mm-hmm. and um, that was like a really fun evening and it brought a lot of things together. There was artists there, musicians. It was just a really um, nice evening. Also, when we had the Phantom Fest in 2017, uh, re- we received from Rich Coz, um, who is Svengulli, yeah. and his uh, manager, Jim Roach, told us that our Phantom Fest was one of the most organized and well-run events that he had ever appeared at, including large conventions. Oh, wow. And that our staff was so professional, kind, and amazing. So getting that kind of compliment and feedback was, you know, so meaningful and so elating. And, you know, I was really proud of everybody during that time.
0: No, no. Uh, if you weren't here in the library for Fandom Fest
1: last year, it was a big hit. It was. It. We had over 700 people come in that yeah. day um, alone. And... Um, It was really exciting to see it, you know, multi-generations, and I'm excited to see what this year's uh, Fandom Fest is gonna bring. Absolutely. Um, And another real, uh, another fun memory is um, when we opened the baseball exhibit, the Sox versus Cubs. Yeah. I don't know why the Sox were built first, but (laughs) that's just another thing. (laughs) And I came out as an ice cream vendor with the ice cream around my neck, Uh like the vendors do at the park, Mm and yelling, Yo, ice cream, and that was just—it was just a really fun moment, and people seemed to really, you know, get into that. That's awesome. So those are the bigger moments, and you know, there's small moments every day that are satisfying, but these are really memories that stand out for me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. Sure. Um, so
0: yeah, we're we're still celebrating our 60th anniversary. <laughs> you can check out um, the display on the third floor. Um, I think it's all the way till May, right? It is. Okay. May 31st. Mm -hmm. So feel free to check that out. And also, I just want to have your perspective on this. It's like, what do you think the next six years will look like here?
1: Well, I believe as long as our library keeps innovating, keeps anticipating our patrons' needs, Mm -hmm. keeps focused on our mission, and having a board and staff that is passionate and dedicated to the work we'll do will continue to be um, vital and relevant. A, a vital and relevant uh, resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's continues now, and that's something that's an overreaching arc, that it's a hub of accurate information and in this day and age that is so vitally important. Absolutely. And um, it's a place where community can come together, even if we're all holograms. <laughs> I mean, we're going forward 60 years, so I've watched the evolution of VHS to streaming, so you just don't even know.
0: Absolutely. And then, once again, throughout the episode, you talked about so many uh, topics, personal favorites here, Marvel, Beatles, so much uh, great stuff. I wanna ask you, like, any recommended reads, theater shows, movies that everyone should check out? I know in games was on the top of your list. I think it's on top of everyone's besides that one. Any others?
1: Um, okay, we'll start with um, uh, show. Okay. I assume you were talking like Broadway show or off-Broadway show? Both. Okay. So uh, Hamilton, hands down. I'm a big musical theater fan. I always have been. And... Um, Hamilton was my favorite piece of art in any medium ever. Mm -hmm. Follow, well, maybe tied with the Beatles revolver,
0: but
1: (laughs) that says a lot. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and um, as far as um, recommended reads, on my nightstand right now is I'll Be Gone in the Dark about the Golden State Killer by Michelle McNamara. Also, uh, the Joel Gray biography. Do you know who Joel Gray is? no <laughs> called master of ceremonies he was uh, um, a Broadway actor he's been in other things too uh-huh. but yeah he's he, his biggest role I think was playing the um, MC from Cabaret that's the role he was known for okay and Kurt audiobook stalker by Lars Kepler which I'll be listening to on the way to my conference <laughs> tomorrow in um, uh, Springfield mm-hmm. and my favorite podcast my Favorite Murder. Ooh. It's a good one. Ooh. I've heard a lot of great things about that yeah, that's Yeah, it's a good one.
0: All right. Have to add it to the list? Have to add all of those to the list?
1: I would highly recommend all of them. You might
0: be a little into the weeds with uh, Joel Grey, but... I, I just think I need to brush up on, like, all my theater shows and, like, what's going on. I know, obviously, um, Hamilton, it's, like, doing great.
1: Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I know, it's on the bucket list. (laughs) And it should be. It's an incredible piece of, just for so many reasons. Yeah. What it says, Mm -hmm. the treatment of the cast, and how it's diverse. It's just a, it's an amazing thing. Well, I'm just going to knock on wood
0: to see if uh, it stays for a very long time. (laughs) I think it will. I think it will. Well, I hope so. Well, um, Victoria, I definitely appreciate you coming on to the podcast, and um, hope to see you soon. It was an
1: absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me.
0: Anytime.
1: I want to thank
0: uh, Victoria again for being a part of the podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe button. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We hope you tune in for the next
1: show. Have a good day.